Hey, Space Cadets, I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. <laughs> yes, you are. And we are Courtney and Allison of The Devil X-Files, which you are listening to right now. Isn't that so exciting? <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, we are, you guys made us a possibility by donating to the Thunderquack Patreon. And, uh, and, uh, now we are a thing. We just finished watching season one, episode one of the original X-Files series. And I feel better about watching the X-Files series now after watching the first episode. Um, uh, I don't know how much you know about our, our little shtick here. I've only watched the X-Files when I was 10 years old. Um, my mom and dad let me watch it and I felt really important watching it because they let me stay up past my bedtime. But I was terrified, absolutely terrified of it. Um, so this is my way of kind of rewatching it and, and through a lens of, you know, not a 10 year old uh, and uh, see what happens. So last night I felt really scared to watch The X-Files again as a almost 30 year old woman. Uh, uh, but you know what? After this episode, I was I'm OK. Good. I'm OK. I'm glad. And how do you feel rewatching it, Allison? I feel pretty good. So I've only ever seen, I think I've seen the first 20 episodes that I watched uh, last year. Yeah. And I um, really, you know, I really want to like this show. I want to like it so badly, but I tend to just have an issue with some things in it occasionally. You so. you equated the X-Files to musicals, right? Yeah. I kind of have this thing that with the... Um, Friends of mine know that I I will say that I like musicals, but as soon as I go to see a musical within the first five seconds, I kind of have this epiphany where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I hate musicals. I hate them. <laughs> so I, that's the way I feel about the X-Files. I'm like, I really, I want to like this show so badly, but there's so many things that just like get under my skin and just frustrate me. So And I think that will help my, um, my journey through these X-Files, through the fear I have with you just throwing your arms up into the air and saying, what? No. Stop. That's not... Someone explain this to me because it's not making sense. <laughs> so together, guys, we are going to make it through um, uh, the first season of The X-Files and beyond, and Courtney will feel better about herself, and hopefully Allison... I'll feel something. <laughs> You're going to feel so many things. I'm going to feel a lot of things. <laughs> Okay, um, why don't we start? Um, Allison has the first pilot uh, description from Netflix. What does it say? Ah, uh, the Netflix description of the pilot is really more of a description of the series uh, because it's oh. the pilot, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. But it is, uh, here it is. Agent Dana Skelly is instructed to debunk an FBI project dubbed The X-Files, paranormal cases that have been reopened by Agent Fox Mulder. <laughs> I think the first question was, why would anyone name their kid Fox? That, that's a pretty good question. I mean, I think that they were just really hopeful that he would be a fox, and they must be extremely disappointed. And you know what? Looking back, even, I mean, we'll discuss the, the early to mid-90s feeling of this episode, but 
Yeah, Fox Mulder, he's got some he's got some smoldering appeal. Ugh. I'm sorry. Ugh. <laughs> we, I wrote down in my notes like talk about Mulder's finely quaffed hair. Oh my god. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm jealous of that hair. I know you are. I need I need what he's what the product that he is like working into his tresses because I need that pump in my pump. Oh my god, it's like perfectly swooped and it, it is perfectly swooped. And it's got like in this episode, it's like two lovely like hairs finely placed just across his forehead. You can just imagine like the makeup person like running in during the break of the movie, like, okay, I have to adjust these oh. perfectly for this shot. And then everyone's like, Yay, you bring out a ruler. Yeah. Uh, if you guys thought this was going to be like a really cultural stimulating discussion <laughs> of, of the X-Files, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be mostly about Mulder's hair, apparently. And yeah. uh, and what they're wearing, because geez, those costumes. Um, okay. okay, let's get started. So, you warned me that this was an alien episode. Yes. And for me, that is kind of the basis of my fear, like abductions and like little green, little, not green, little gray men and the big eyes. Uh, but this one wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. This one, if you have that fear of aliens, this one's not too bad to start with. Um, so you have um, the first character who dies. Um, is, Spoiler. Is spo- oh, well, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you don't want us to ruin the X-Files for you, go and watch it Like, first. this character that appears in the first, like, two minutes, she dies in the first she two dies. minutes. She <laughs> dies. She dies. I'm assuming you've already watched it if you're listening to this, but she did. <laughs> um... And I feel like it was, you know, the very traditional, like, she's running in the woods, and yeah. and then the leaves are all crazy. There's, like, a circular swirl. Circular swirl. And then there is a man made of bees. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, so that's a good... See, they could have gone great alien, but they chose... Well, but that's not the alien, that's... Oh. Billy. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Wait. no, that's you never see the aliens. Oh my god, I just got it now. Okay, we'll talk about Billy later. But now <laughs> Allison. Okay. So here's what I like about this first scene where she is running in the forest, she falls, um, what seems to be a man made of bees yeah. uh approaches her. Yeah. And um and then we cut to, you know, these two detectives investigating her um her dead body. Very very clearly pronouncing her the victim of a sexual assault. Oh jeez. Which was upsetting. Yeah. And um but my favorite thing is that one of them looks to the other, these very grim detectives, and he says, "It's happening again." <laughs> and I like this for two reasons. One, you know something's happening. And <laughs> and two, you know that it's happened before. We're really setting the scene. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> that's, I appreciated that opening scene because it really, it showed me that something was happening. <laughs> um, and another thing that like, I, and I know I'm going to have these like post-traumatic stress disorder, like moments of, of like remembering what I remembered in childhood and watching this show. But in that like scene with the dead body and the detectives, they have those two spots yeah she has these two spots on her back and of course it's something like supernatural but as a kid like i vividly had a flashback of like those two spots and as a kid like searching my body to make sure oh i didn't my God. Have, i know searching my body to make sure i didn't have any or i would have like 
like two moles that were very close together and I freaked out. Oh my god. And 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 I think this is what's going to happen when we watch. I'm going to have these moments of oh I remember that as a 10-year-old I remember that and and now it's not so scary. I may still search my body for spots. <laughs> but for I, mean, I feel like you should do that. Yeah, I feel everyone go check your body yeah. because that's just safety. Yeah, yeah. Cancer, you know, if there's a weird mole, go show your doctor or check those irregular edges. Or guys. or a FBI agent. Yes. Um maybe not by candlelight in a dark motel oh, room. No, no. But yeah. Okay. In a healthy setting. In a healthy setting. So, yeah, I mean, that was one of my memories as a child. And it's weird because this is the first episode. And I can't believe I remember that far back. Unless they happen over and over again. I don't know. Okay. I can't say. Okay, you can't say. I she's, can't say. She's hiding stuff from no, me. No, I just, I just genuinely don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've only seen, like, the first 20 episodes. So, so when, we, when we first see Mulder and Scully, um, or at least Scully, uh, and and I was just taken aback at how aged everything looks. How how nineties and the music. Oh my god! You have this like synthesizer music, and I hope you. That's porn. Oh, it was close enough. <laughs> um, and I hope when you if you guys are watching along, I hope you appreciate the nineties-ness uh, of the costuming, the hair, as we mentioned, but also the music. Oh my. Gosh. Yeah, if anyone's putting together like a period early '90s detective show, really dig into this oh for your God. like your references. And I'm sure we're gonna see some more like ill-fitting ill-fitting suits and such. I but I was just kind so. of like Scully's walking through the FBI office, and you're just looking at everyone, and it's just oh my gosh, we lived in that age, yeah, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> We were alive. Um, and this is also when Scully walks uh, into the office and she's introduced to this concept of the X-Files. I believe we see our first image of the smoking guy. Well, there was a guy and he was smoking <laughs> and I feel like that was him. I feel like that, and again, I don't remember if that is him. I, I'm i going to say I'm 85% sure that man that was smoking was the smoking man. <laughs> he He's just like sitting in the back of the room, doesn't say anything, and he's just smoking. Yeah. And I assume that's the quota for Smoking Man. Like per episode? Per episode, you just see him in the background smoking. Like in at least one scene. Yeah, in at least one scene. I hope so. And you don't know his name. And he comes back later, but uh, I assume that's what everyone talks about when they talk about the Smoking Man. Yeah. Uh, so there was uh, that was a great scene, you know, with a grain of salt, um, where they were sort of grilling Skelly about what, what does she know about the X-Files? What does she know about Mulder? And I like it because they kind of build up Mulder to be this, like, amazingly talented detective. So do they? I feel like they do. They're, like, talking about how he went to this school, he did this, he wrote so. this paper, and then, you know, she goes on to say, of course, that they called him Spooky Mulder. Spooky Mulder. Um, at the Academy. And then, but my favorite thing is that, in contrast to that, you then meet Mulder for the first time through Skelly's eyes, and my, like, initial impression of Mulder was essentially like, this fucking guy. <laughs> My God! Like if you set like, because when he, she walks in, it's it's set up like a crazy person's office. Oh yeah! Like if you are someone who works with other people, you're not gonna have like weird alien autopsy pictures 
all over your cubicle wall. Because then you'd be the alien autopsy guy. Like, oh, well, yeah, which he, he is. He, I guess he is. But no, it's like, it's 100% like a crazy person's Yeah, great. Yeah. And and then we saw the really cool, like, I want to believe poster. Yeah, classic, iconic, I want to believe. Where do you think he ordered that? Oh, Etsy. <laughs> For sure. Did Etsy even, like, exist? Then? It was, like, a mail order. <laughs> Just one. You can get, like, a catalog of people's, like, crocheted like, animals. Or, like, a, like, a, like, an Eaton's catalog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you dear. just flip through it and you're like, oh, I want that horse dildo. <laughs> Whoa. And then it's also in French for our Quebecois friends. Yeah. <laughs> Je m'appelle believe. I don't know. <laughs> I feel French. <laughs> I like believe. I I like believe. No, it's just like all these crazy things in his office, and then he looks like, and he's preparing these slides, and yes. and and you think like, was he preparing these slides just in case someone came into his office? <laughs> he totally was. Like, like someone's gonna come in here one day, and when they do, they're gonna be sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna blow their minds with this evidence that I have collected. Um, he, and it's almost like, oh God, is it Red Dragon or like the Hannibal series? Like, do you see? Do you see, Scully? Yeah. yeah. Do you see this alien evidence that I have for you? Like, you tell me what this is (laughs) because it can't be explained. It's just, it was just like, when you first meet Mulder, I think you said it best. Like, are you supposed to like him? I can't, I can't imagine that that's the case. Because he's just... I can't conceive of a world in which he is presented in this way as a likable character. Because immediately he's on the defensive. He's got to, like, open your Pringles because he's got a chip on his shoulder. (laughs) And he wants her to know. (coughs) And and, and it's like a form of dick waving. Yeah. Oh, he's waving it everywhere. Because if, if, like... If I wasn't, if I was investigating the X Files, <laughs> I wouldn't want to come off as crazy. No, I'd want to like seem like a reasonable person and then slip the crazy in. Yeah, like when they got to know me. Yeah, like we're going. I out mean, for... I hear in later seasons he does slip the crazy in, but oh, well, that's spoilers. You can't spoil it oh, for me. Like everyone knows. Well, I that. don't know. <laughs> Do they have sex, guys? I don't know. Well, leave it in the comments. Please. Yeah, please comment. Tell us if they bone. Yeah, because I... Um, do you know if they bone? Okay, I, don't say anything. No, don't say, don't I say cannot anything. say anything else. Okay, just 14 minutes into our podcast, we're talking about Mulder and Scully boning. Please write this down. Yeah, like, <laughs> let us know. Is this a reality? Yeah, okay. Well, no, because it's... I, I won't... I won't... Well, is it, is it Um... I don't want to know. I'm going to try to keep a completely spoiler-free as I can. Oh, so you don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. But you can know. That's okay if you know. Well, I do know. Okay. Well, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, so we're splitting up and we're quitting the podcast because yeah, yeah. we clearly don't get along. <laughs> this yeah, isn't sorry. working out. I'm sorry, guys. This is the last episode of the Double X Files. <laughs> You're going to have to watch the rest alone. Um, so they go, they're, they're on their way to Oregon, Oregon, which is just, oh, I just hate. Though it seems like the last time Mulder pronounces it, he pronounces it right. Do you think it's because everyone in the town was just like, stop saying the name of our state wrong? I hope so. Well, no, you said, um, that this wasn't actually filmed in Vancouver? No, I think, um, mm, 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 let me look at the old... 
You said it was Internet. maybe filmed in uh, LA. See, I thought the... Oh, no, it was filmed in Vancouver. Okay, well. I thought the pilot was filmed in LA, because that's usually... That's the way that most series do it when they film in Vancouver, is yeah. they'll shoot the pilot somewhere else. Okay. But, um... It did look like White Rock at Yeah, it did point. look like White Rock when they got to the, uh, Oregonian town. The Oregonian town. Oh, we should talk about that plane ride, though. Oh, yeah, okay, so they're... So Mulder and Scully are... <laughs> Are going to Oregon, and and so one of my fears is plane crashes. Oh my god, huge! I hate flying. And so there's this moment of like, yeah, we're gonna land it. Boom! Blah, blah, blah. The oh, plane super is, turbs. The plane, the plane is going down. And I love and again, you you get this picture of Mulder being a complete dickhole. Oh yeah, and he's just like lying there as this plane is hypothetically going down, and he's like, yeah, just take me now. Yeah, and then he looks at Skelly and he's like, I think we're in the right place. Which is like, just his way of saying like, I told you there was some crazy shit going on here, so strap in. <laughs> and just like, how is this guy not, well, he is the biggest asshole. Yeah, he is the, the biggest asshole. He is the biggest asshole. And I understand that. I thought, like going into it, I thought he was supposed to be the cool guy. Like he's so ripe and no one's listening to him and he doesn't play by the rules. He puts on his leather jacket and he yeah. smokes a cigarette while he leans against a brick wall. Yeah. And he rides away in his Harley. <laughs> he's like the Fonz for yeah. the FBI. Yeah. But he's really a, a dickhole. Oh, he's a dickweed of the highest order. Wow. This is the um, Slandering Mulder podcast. <laughs> we talk about his hair, then we tear him down. <laughs> We're like, nice hair, hate you. Mm. So when they get there right away, they're digging up bodies. And if I've learned anything from Supernatural, that's how you get stuff down. Oh, yeah. that's the only way to find out information. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're digging up bodies. And, and I always thought, like, you know, they're, they're digging up a body of a, one of the victims that has died in the same way as the first girl. Mm-hmm. And, and then that kind of made me think about, like, what hoops do you have to go through to actually exhume a body. Oh, well, you have to... Um, Do you know of, this? Yeah, you have to file some kind of an order with a judge, and, and a, a judge has to approve it. So did they... I guess FBI, they would be able to, like, get that done pretty well. But, like, if you and I wanted to dig oh, up Oh, no, you body, have to be, like, law enforcement. Oh, okay. So we would have to go Sam and Dean Winchester. Yeah, we would just be straight-up grave robbing. <laughs> Oh. They like they do it like the legal way, and oh. we're just like, give me a shovel and take me down to the graveyard because okay. I'm about to dig up some bones. Not that podcast, like not that we are considering digging. Oh bones. no, when, no. But I just want to know. I that's interesting. Yeah. So if you're law enforcement, you have to. I don't know if it's called like an injunction or what the fancy term is. Please, if you are a lawyer and you're listening to this, let us know. Um, but no, you have to file some kind of paperwork with a judge. It has to be approved by that judge before you can exhume a body. Yeah. So they're exhuming bodies. Um, and and they open up the or the casket. Doesn't it roll? Yeah. The casket um is being lifted up by this crane and the strap the fabric strap around the coffin breaks and the coffin falls and it rolls down the hill and kind of cracks open a little bit where it lands against another tombstone and um, Mulder just like races down there. He's like, I gotta be the first to lay eyes on this. Let me tell ya. And then they're like, hey, that's not a correct procedure. And he's like, eat one. And he looks in the coffin and it's clearly this sort of like, it's not the body they were looking for. It's like a weird, it looks like a malformed human skeleton. 
Yeah, but okay. So when they opened it, I thought, well, that just looks like a dead. Like that's just a dead body. That's just a dead that's body. That's just what they look like. So I, I missed the whole kind of thing about, oh no, that dead body isn't correct. Yeah, it had like weird long fingers and like an elongated head, which is because, well, I mean, well, this is no. the scene where they actually. Oh, yeah, go no, go for it. Well, that's it. because it was an orangutan. Was it orangutan or a chimpanzee? No, it was an orangutan. Okay, because yeah. I saw the X-rays that Skelly had, and that is what an orangutan skull looks like. You are an orangutan skull expert. I, I know a thing or two about an orangutan skull. Because <laughs> you've been digging some orangutan graves. I am a regular Baruti Goblicus, <laughs> which is an anthropology joke for all of you. <laughs> 20 minutes in the podcast, Allison's first anthropology my, joke. My brother is out there laughing. <laughs> you are you have pleased one of our fans. <laughs> and he like has to like me, so. Um so they so this weird body that I didn't know was supposed to be weird, uh, it had a weird thing up its nose. Uh, and that, I guess, is a recurring thing, this this concept of the alien implant mm-hmm. um, in someone's body. If you're abducted, then they leave a little metal funky piece somewhere. Um, and that's pretty common within, like, you know, the alien mythology or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's up their nose. It's up this... Is, is that the monkey's nose? Yeah, there was one up the monkey's nose, and also, like, everyone else. And then everyone else. I mean, there's no, like, solid proof of that, but by the way, their noses continued to bleed. Yeah, throughout throughout the episode, it it was very obvious that these kids were the ones who had been, quote-unquote, abducted, because, like, every scene they're in, oh, my nose is bleeding, I must have an implant in it. Yeah, uh, and that was that was kind of obvious, uh, but I I respect that their directile choice in making their nose bleed, <laughs> yeah. just so that we know. Yeah, just so that, that they we got something shoved up there. Just so we know. So it kind of is revealed that these kids, all these kids that are being are dead or are dying or are found dead in the woods, um, are right. all are all of the same class. Yeah, they graduated at the same time. They graduated at the same time, and it's revealed later that they just, like, kind of had a party out in the woods, um, which, if you live in a small town, that's what you do. Yeah, you are out there drinking and fucking. Yeah, drinking and fucking, and also um, finding... I wrote down, kids in the forest equals forest porn. Oh, yeah, because you were saying... um that they were probably out there looking for forest looking porn. Looking for forest porn. Which is another thing that you do in the forest in a small town. Yeah. Um, so if you are one of those young whippersnappers, you don't know about forest porn. But if you are of our age, you know, before the internet, you would, like, find Playboys or something. And then in the woods that people yeah. would hide. People would just have, like, caches of physical pornography yeah. magazines yeah. and such. Uh, and tapes occasionally uh, <laughs> that they would hide in the woods, presumably so other people wouldn't see them because things were much more yeah. uh, tight back then. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're 12. So, um, so I mean, it's not like they, they were acting like it was so weird that these kids were out in the woods. But, like, that yeah, is what you do. That's what you do. You drink in the woods away from your parents. You find forest porn in the woods. And you have a good time. Um, so Mulder and Scully decide to go check this spot in the woods where the first dead body was found, but also these kids were kind of all kind of found in. Yeah. And of course it's done at night. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be 100% at night. super spoopy. And <laughs> super spoops. Super spoops. And, you know, again, I got, I, I was a little like, oh God, what if something happens? And that's skittering. I hate like skittering oh, little yeah, yeah, yeah. aliens like in the woods. But no, it was okay. It was just a bright light. Um, 
it was a bright light, and one of the police chiefs were there. Yeah, he so, was a detective, or yeah, he was for the one town, of the, right? one of the detectives from the first scene, yeah, um, where it was happening again, and um, he had just a giant shotgun, just yeah, walking around the w- woods near a giant bright white light, toting a shotgun, and he's like, "Get out of here!" But yeah. in like a kind of southern accent, um, yeah. which was weird for Oregon, frankly. Yeah, well, they're kind of yeah. Um, and it's funny because, you know, Scully is walking around these woods trying to find evidence. And I think she, like, gathers a big pile of weird dirt. Yeah, and she's like, this isn't any dirt I've ever seen. (laughs) It's dirt. Like, what do you want? It's fine, Scully. Don't worry. Uh, and, and so the, the police chief kind of says, you know, stay out of the, you know, not suspiciously at all. Stay out of these woods, you. And she's being threatened by a shotgun, like for an FBI agent. You don't threaten an FBI agent no, with like, a shotgun. They're federal, you're municipal, and you need to take it down. I, I had I had an issue with that. And my other issue was like Mulder fucking off. Oh yeah. And then Skull is getting threatened by this guy with a shotgun, and he's like coming back like 15 minutes later. With some Starbucks, like, hey guys, what's going on? Just run up with his floppy hair, like, what a miss? <laughs> did you find some aliens? Oh, I bet you did. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, there's this great part where they're driving back to the motel in the rain. Yes. And previously, when they first got to the town, they had kind of gone through this, they had driven up past this uh, stretch of road yeah. where their um, compass that they inexplicably had. Yeah, he uh, had like 10 compasses in that car. Yeah. Mulder is into finding directional and mag- magnetic north. Oh, 100. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He's all about it. Yeah. Um, and so the compass had gone strange and the, um, you know, the radio was going all sorts of crazy and there was like a super loud screeching sound. Uh, and then when it stopped, uh, Mulder pulled over. He grabbed his uh, spray paint from the back yeah. of his car and painted a big X. So now they've just been in the forest, been threatened, and they're driving back in the rain. And, like, it's, a similar thing happens. But bright light. A bright, bright light. And they look at their watches and they realize they've lost, like, eight minutes of time or yeah. something. Um, at 9 p.m. exactly. And exactly in the same spot this happened previously where Mulder... Marked with an X. Yes. And I appreciate that um, if you are into, like, alien abductions, that is very reminiscent of the Betty and Barney Hill case in New Hampshire, uh, uh, New Hampshire, USA, uh, where it's kind of like the first UFO abduction reported, um, where you have Betty and Barney Hill driving along a road in New Hampshire, and this exact same thing happens to them. Bright light, their radio goes weird, their car dies, their... And then they miss a lot of time. Um, so that was kind of cool. I like that kind of callback. And I, I hope there's more of that. I was glad that you were there to tell me that because yeah. I didn't know that. And I was just like, these are the worst special effects I've ever seen in my life. No, no. That's like a thing that, that, that's a thing that happens specifically the driving down a dark road, your radio kind of freaks out, mm-hmm. your car battery dies, uh, your watch kind of stops or something. You see a bright light and you lose a s- large amount of time. That's or a very upsetting. Amount. Yeah, super upsetting. But this is kind of like a thing that is recurrent since this Betty and Barney Hill case. That I think it was like 1963 or even 53. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone will tell us in the comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but it was, it was kind of one of the very earliest abductions, and that's specifically how it happened. So I kind of appreciated that if they did that on purpose. I don't know if they did. 
I'm, I think they probably okay. do. Okay, yeah, no, I think I, they probably do. I kind of like that. Um, yeah, so that brings us to, I, I would say, arguably the most important scene of this episode. Um, which which one? The one where they get back to the motel, and Skelly's doing some work. Oh, yeah. And then the lights go out. Oh, yeah. So she grabs a candle, and oh, she yeah. goes to the bathroom. And, and we, she's see, like, we see Scully in her scanties. Yeah, she is wearing... A pretty good bra and some real high-waisted panties. Oh, God, classic. And um, she's about to take a relaxing bath because that is what you do in a motel when the power goes out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Take a candlelit bath. Uh, and she kind of feels on her back and realizes that she can feel something that feels similar to these, like, two raised bumps. That... Those spots on the dead on the dead kids. Yeah. Yeah. So she immediately, like, puts her robe on, doesn't get dressed, uh, goes to Mulder's room, um, disrobes, <laughs> And she's like, hey, check out my body, but in a scientific way. In a scientific way. Um, so she asks him to look at the bumps on her back. And this scene is incredibly intimate in a way that I found alarming. And, and well, Mulder, did he seem, I don't know, did he, he seem... He seemed like he was like, because he's like right behind her. She's in her underwear. His face is so close to her back. Yeah, and you see her curves. You see her curves for real. Yeah, for miles. um, Curves curves for miles, legs for days. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So he's holding up this candle because the power's gone out. So the only way he can see what these spots are is if he uses the candle. So he has to be, like, super close. His nose is, like, just about touching her spine. And he's, like, definitely, like, smelling to see what kind of stuff she uses. God. Entirely. Again, and Mulder is supposed to be this hero, but I just got this kind of creepy. It was really creepy. Yeah, really, like, I know out there that you guys all ship those two, because I guess who else do you ship? Smoking Man and, um, the alien. (laughs) Well, I ship that. It's called called Smalian. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> uh, please send us Smalian fan fiction, please, and we'll read it. We will. <laughs> please write Smalian fan fiction. I yeah, uh, I need it. And I know those, and I I know that like they are the couple, but I just I just got the creeps. Yeah, because it's like you guys just met, and you're like up in her biz, and I know that she asked you to check it out. So there's consent, so that's okay. Yeah, and then anyways, he's like, "Well, they're mosquito bites. You're so dumb," and then she hugs him, and that's okay because she that's that's all like consensual, and and he kind of seems kind of weirded out. He kind of seems. I mean, he out. I he was smelling her hair, but oh, God, that's beside the point. I don't know. He just is so weird. He's so like he has this very predatory. Disposition. Macho man. Well, macho man of the 90s disposition. Yeah, but also because, like, he feels disenfranchised. I guess so. Because nobody will believe him. And so he, like, seems like he always has to be on the attack. Like, he's always on the offensive. I'm sure we can delve deeper into his psyche. (laughs) When we know more, I don't, I literally just know about him through this one episode. So I could change my tune about how creepy he is. Yeah. Hopefully I do. Um, so... Uh, after oh yeah, they, then we hear Mulder's backstory about oh, yeah. his sister, and I'm pretty sure I remember that from as a kid. Yeah. How his sister was taken probably by aliens. Yeah, and he has a lot of feels about so that. He's like obsessed with it. He's obsessed with that, and then 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 we get that backstory, and then I kind of understand where his obsession comes from. Yeah. So that's okay. I kind of I like that they gave that away the first episode. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um. Then what? Then what happens? The backstory. Oh well, I think one thing that I don't remember if it happened before that motel scene, but I think it happened before. Is they go to this 
like asylum or psych hospital. Oh yeah. And uh, meet two of the other kids who had been that's right um, involved in the forest shenanigans, and one of them was in a wheelchair, and the other one was in a um, waking coma. Yes. Uh, and his name Billy. is Billy. 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 Remember that name? Home. Yeah, because we mentioned it at the very start, and I, everything is coming together now. Well, this is the midpoint, and then we'll mention him again at the end. Okay. That so, is a 3S structure. So, yeah. <laughs> sure is. So the girl, the girl who was reading to Billy, who's also in a wheelchair. Yes. She um, gets hit by a car, mm-hmm. and she's running across the road. And she gets hit by a car. So Mulder and Skelly go to investigate that. And then come back and their motel is on fire. So all that evidence, all the orangutan skull pictures. And someone had taken the body from the lab. Oh, and someone had taken the body from the lab. all their evidence is gone. Conveniently. So convenient. Conveniently. Um, and, And so do they go... Do they go and dig graves again? Yeah, well, they go to find the other two people that have been killed. They go to check their graves. Yeah. Be like, what's in their graves? And then when they get there, they find they've already been dug up and taken. Oh, that's right. So it's so, like fat F and chance. Again, very convenient that all the physical evidence is gone. And I'm pretty sure this is probably how every single episode works. Where it's <laughs> like, it's aliens, but we don't have we any can't proof. can't prove it. Sorry. Uh, and, and this is when Mulder, and it's in the rain, and Mulder kind of reveals his um, idea of, like, it's not aliens, but it's kind of aliens. It's kind of aliens. I do, I have one phrase written down because I thought it was hilarious where he said, the forest controls them. The forest controls And he's talking about all these kids, you know, that had died or had weird things happen to them. The forest controls them. The forest controls them. Um, But then also he realizes at this point that he thinks, so what he thinks has happened is that this one kid, Billy, is actually... The one in the coma. Yeah, in his waking coma, is like controlling the other kids and making them go to the forest so that aliens can like do weird shit to them. With the spots. That's where the spots spots. are. Yeah, they're testing on them. Yeah. Like portal style. Sure. I get that video game reference. Yay. <laughs> um, and, and now I understand, like, and, and at the very end, uh, Scully is in conveniently got knocked out. Oh, yeah. By the police chief who's keeping everything from everyone. Um, and she's knocked out and Mulder's in the woods and Mulder and the police chief see Billy with this final girl and there's like leaves going everywhere swirling swirling and big light and he's obviously billy is no longer in a coma he's awake and he's taking this girl for the aliens and they disappear yeah so that's the follow-up to the beginning of the episode where he was made of bees and that was see i didn't recognize that the the first girl who died was being chased by a guy made out of bees. I'm. It's weird to say that he was made out of bees, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, so we're just going with our first impressions. Yeah, l- literally we both wrote down, why is the costume made out of bees? Yeah. Um. So that was Billy. That well, was I, Billy at the beginning. I actually just wrote, that man is made of bees. That man is made out of bees. And I actually didn't clue in that the bee man was actually Billy. Yeah, but it was Billy. But it was Billy all, it was Billy all along. <laughs> Oh, gee. Um, again, spoilers, sorry. but <laughs> it, it was Billy. It was Billy. So this kid who was in a coma the whole time, he had been... So, so he was one of the kids in the forest 
you know, as a youth, and they, it seemed like they were all abducted, or he was the one chosen to kind of... I mean, I'm not 100% clear still no? on the situation. So my situ- my, my, my gap, I mean, my understanding is, so they're, they're, you know, partying in the woods, and, and the aliens, I guess the alien, this is the first time the aliens come? And I don't know if they are all abducted or just Billy is. And Billy is kind of... And Oh, and then Billy brings the other and ones. And Billy brings the other ones. Like, we want these people that you're with. So throughout his life, even though people think he's a vegetable in a coma, he's kind of waking up at 9 o'clock, you know, every other week or okay, month. Okay, but here's the thing that bothers me about this show. Go on. It's like... It's never, like, during the episode that you're like, oh, this is what happened. It's like, after the episode, you're talking to someone, you're like, here's what I think happened. Yeah. But you never know. Like, there's no knowing what ha- Oh, my God. That's it. That's the show. That's the show. I nailed it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Okay, no, no. That's my time. Don't leave me, please. No, there's, like, 201 episodes <laughs> of season one. And there's seven uh, seasons. No, this, this episode was actually pretty good in terms of, like... Uh, there were there was a lot more plot elements than I thought were necessary, but I think uh, it was a good episode. I'm not upset about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm actually like, so the the Billy thing and having Billy being this kind of vessel for the aliens, um, that's that's okay. Like I like that it's not like here's some aliens right away. Um, it's just kind of the illusion of aliens. That's fine. I kind of, I'm, I, by the end of it, I'm like, I like that we don't know everything. I like it. That's kind of cool. Um, I didn't like the hokey thing where it's like Mulder saw the abduction of Billy and the other girl, but Scully was conveniently. Yeah, no, because I think Scully's like, even at this point, she's like seen enough that she's like in. Mm-hmm. So even if she's she has seen in. it. I mean, her report was all like, oh, it's all unsubstantiated, and I, it's just my personal feelings, and I'm not, you know, going to debunk anything because I'm in on it. So it's like, there was no need for her to not have witnessed it, because she already... She already is she in. Was, she's, she's in. in. She's in. She's, she's in. She's in. Um, but, and again, like, in the last kind of scene... You have Billy admitting that the aliens were talking to him, mm-hmm. and he was the one who was bringing these people, you know, to the forest, and that's how these all these kids died. And it's Billy, um, and it, you know he's being interviewed and he's being recorded. And then, is it is it the fact like Mulder calls Scully later at the very end, and doesn't he say like, oh they erased Billy's. Yeah. File? Yeah, they erased Billy's file. So all his testimony was erased. And also, we should mention the part where Billy is in the room and he's talking, um, and Mulder is also in that room. Yeah. And it has a two-way glass mirror. Um, so Skelly can see in, but Mulder can't see out. But he is looking directly at her. Yeah, there's... there's Oh, jeez. And that oh, was just and weird. And wasn't the smoking guy Yes, the smoking too? guy was also there, and he kept the episode kept the episode he kept capped off the episode oh yeah 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 that's right so the very like the very very end um you see smoking guy and we're gonna just call him smoking guy because i assume that's the smoking guy yeah yeah uh and he has that piece of metal uh that was pulled out of the monkey skull Mm -hmm. um you know and he puts it like there's this long hall and it's full of like these folio files and it's all like 2,221 
evidence. Yeah, like literally every folder in this long haul of folders and boxes just says evidence. There's this like Ark of the Covenant situation, but nothing is labeled. Like that is a filing nightmare. <laughs> There's no Dewey Decimal System either. No. How how would you find any? I, I guess that's know. the thing. They never go back. I in. guess he just puts. They just in put there. stuff evidence in there, and so they he, never get it he back. He puts out. that. He puts that final kind of. Um, that piece of physical evidence that Scully still kept, uh, that that kind of nose radar thing, mm-hmm. that, um, piece of metal that they took out of the kid's body, and they put it in a a glass box filled with other little metal things that I assume were in other people's bodies. Yes. So then you are confirmed, like, don't worry, Mulder isn't crazy. The government is doing stuff. Yeah. 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 So that's okay. So that's how it, I... I I am not scared of this episode, mm-hmm. and I also think that I'm intrigued to see more. Okay, which is good. I mean, I'm I'm invested, which is good because we're doing 201 other podcasts about the show, and and the six of the new season, and the new season that comes up, we will do that one. Um, so it's good that I'm invested for episode yeah. one. So that's kind of your final summation. Of yeah. Feels. No, I'm I'm. I'm into it. I At first, I was like, oh, this is so cheesy, and oh my god, so 90s, and look at his hair, and but and and Mulder's kind of creepy, and, but I like his backstory, and I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch, like, five more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe seven. At least five more. <laughs> at least okay. five more. Yeah, How are you like, feeling about it? I feel like this episode is a good primer. I think it sets the tone well for the rest of the season, and probably the series as well. And I'm not on a rage scale. That's good. Wait, what's your rage scale? Uh, one I'm... to Vesuvius. <laughs> one to Hulk. One to She-Hulk. One to She. So like from from like a, a squirrel happily eating nuts to who are very that would be one. Yeah. Because they're happy to like She-Hulk wanting to like punch someone in the face. Or one is like She-Hulk as a lawyer. And ten okay. is like when she. Well, She Hulk is always okay. This this podcast isn't about She Hulk. Okay, one, fine. One to ten. What I we do want to make a podcast about She Hulk. That's what, nice one. One to ten. What is your rage level? Um, if five is my midpoint, yeah. I would say I'm like at a three or a okay. four. Okay, no, that's four. Okay, okay, three. Let's call okay. it three. Okay, we'll call it three. So Courtney's pretty happy. Cor- Courtney gives it like, I would say, I would say, yeah, three out of five alien thumbs up i'm i'm cool with it i'm not scared i'm not shitting myself which i know i will be at one point um but i'm okay and then you are okay too yeah we're okay guys we're We're okay we're okay um so uh after we do our kind of going through the episode that we watched we want to talk about our next segment which is um uh reader and list reader (laughs) listener comments there is no postmark, no return address. Where is this mail from? Is it from outer space? Yes, it's from outer space. Thank you, aliens. So, um, Eva on our Facebook group posted this really great link to an article. Yeah, I uh, have that article. Courtney's bringing it up now. We're going to talk about it a little bit because we got excited about it. Yeah, so thank you, Eva, for posting that thing on our Facebook. Yeah, and everyone, please <laughs> interact with us on the internet. Sorry, guys. I was I was looking up the article, and I don't know why, 
but something another article came up and it says guys talk about boner questions <laughs> i don't know why that came uh, up i really hope that's a comment for us and next episode we will talk about boner questions no okay so this article that eva posted is um we are living in a hologram designed by aliens says nasa scientist so thank you eva for sending in this article uh we rely on you guys to send in us cool stuff um, so I'm going to read a little bit and we're going to talk about how we're living in an alien hologram and how upset we are about it. That sounds perfect. Um, so it starts out, who says there are no open-minded scientists at NASA? A NASA scientist suggests you are living inside a hologram created by an advanced alien species. What if everything you have ever done or will do simply is the product of a highly advanced computer code? Every relationship, every sentiment, every memory could have been generated by banks of supercomputers. Let's just stop there. <laughs> because I'm having I'm having issues with this like Truman Show-esque theory. Are you telling me that like every single embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me like is just a bunch of alien dickweeds like programming it? into this hologram well here's like this is my question is why well we have i mean we watch like big brother so we're like their reality TV. i assume we're their reality tv show well we should probably be doing more talking heads yeah i assume uh, like, <laughs> just to the mirror just to the mirror like, like hey, no aliens, i'm having a real hard day today i assume if we're all a hologram they would be able to understand our thoughts i don't know i don't know, I don't know. Okay, let me keep reading. Okay. Um, this was an intriguing theory first pr proposed by Nick Bostrom, professor in the Faculty of Philosophy at Oxford University and founding director of the Future of Humanity Institute uh, of the Program of the Impacts of Future Technology within the Oxford Martin School. Holy moly. That's a... There are several scientists yes. who subscribe to this theory, so it's not just him. Um, message to Eagle.com has previously reported on Rich Terrell, director of the Center of Evolutionary Computation and Automated Design at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, suggests our creator is a cosmic computer programmer. So instead of God, well, I guess there is an alien God, and he's just one of the, like a guy from the IT crowd. He's just like a code monkey. He's Moss. Oh my God. Up there. Like fucking plugging away at our lives so okay so this is another question i have it am, am i the main character and you're just a hologram meant to like placate me yes <laughs> that's so weird i don't like that <laughs> i don't like that would you like a sandwich <laughs> well okay I, and i don't know if this is just me but like have you ever felt like this is the truman show but it's your show as a kid, that's what I always Okay, thought. yeah, because I think you ha everyone has that point as a kid where suddenly they look around them and they realize, oh my god, every single person here has a life of their own where they think they're the main character. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone has that breakthrough moment where they're, and if you haven't, look, like, look you around you. <laughs> <laughs> look, this is your moment right now. But it's like, yeah, this bus driver, like, has children maybe and, like, goes to a house and, like, does stuff. Yeah, it's like you kind of figure out that you are just a meat sack with this brain and this, and it's like your, your camera, that's your camera and you're, I know this is really weird, it's hard to explain, but you would think, like, everything around you is 
like this is your life and but it kind of seems fake I don't know no I know what you're saying yeah I think um I don't know if that is or just is similar to like the concept of solipsism what's that one which is uh it's like you're the only person that is like the main character and everything else is just like basically yeah just there to placate you or like there is nothing beyond your mind yeah 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 there's nothing beyond your mind and you feel like you know i have i have a husband i have allison my friend and are they real i don't know yeah maybe they're just me apparently according to these nasa scientists they're just made by aliens and they're watching this show the courtney show that is a horrible show i don't know why they're no it's it's rough it's it's, some roof stoof it's some roof stoof i don't know why uh, so the Allison, Allison show, on the other hand, super entertaining. <laughs> it's on HBO. <laughs> HBO Alien. Uh, so yeah, if you make so the article says if you make simple calculations using Moore's law, which roughly claims computers double in power every two years. Oh my God! You'll find that these supercomputers inside of a decade will have the ability to compute an entire human lifetime of 80 years, including every thought ever conceived during that lifetime in a span of months. In quantum mechanics, particles do not have a definite state unless they're being observed. Oh my God. Many theorists have spent a lot of time trying to figure out how you explain this. One explanation is that we're living within a simulation, seeing what we need to see when we need to see it. So what's great about that is that means a a computer can calculate an person's like entire 80 year lifespan and every thought they'll ever have including every single time they've ever been like am i about to shit myself or do i just have to fart (laughs) every time they're risking yeah every time they're gambling on a fart that is calculated by a computer or like i guess like 50 percent of my existence is like am i hungry yeah do i need to eat what what's wrong with me oh god i'm an adult baby i smell did i put on deodorant today Oh, God, aliens, why are you watching us? Why did you create this, like, TV show for yourself? We must be so boring. We, it, this is like, like, expert level The Sims. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. what it is. It We've is. We've cracked it. So they need to start building some swimming pools <laughs> and taking out all the exits. Sometimes, Allison, I put a chair in front of me and I can't get out. <laughs> Sometimes I just pee on the floor because all the doors have disappeared. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, thank you, Eva, for sending that beautiful article. It if was you, really interesting. It was really interesting and actually kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, if you want to read more, the article is called We Are Living in a Hologram Designed by Aliens, says NASA Scientists. Um, I don't know where the website is well, but the link is on our facebook page the link is oh it's called the openmind.com eva posted the link on our page x the x double x files podcast uh so please visit and do your own research uh now it's time for our final segment which is predictions anything could happen based on a name anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Uh, Why don't you tell us about predictions? Yeah, so predictions is when I give Courtney the name of the next episode that we're gonna watch, 
and she tells me what she thinks is going to happen in that episode. Yeah, because I have I have absolutely no idea. Um, I haven't done any previous research. I again, I'm just going off what I know from a from ten year old Courtney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. Yeah, well, I know up until about episode twenty, and then I'll just read ahead. Okay. Okay. So give me the name. Uh, drum roll. <laughs> give me the name of the of the uh, next episode. The next episode, season one, episode two, is Deep Throat. Really? Yes. Deep throat. Deep throat. So, okay. Well, I'm okay. I'm a history teacher, so I'm really hoping this is like, like, like Watergate shit. But this is contemporary, so <laughs> I'm gonna guess. My guess right now, it is it is like a government cover up, and, and something having to do with. Oh, that's too easy though. Don't start smiling at me. <laughs> Give me some hints. Oh, um, okay. No, well, do I want hints? Do you want... Okay, here's my official Here's my official thing. I think the Watergate situation is too, um, is too easy. But I do think you are going to have a deep throat type character, maybe that reveals something to Scully and Mulder? You're smiling more, so that means I'm onto it. Is, Nixon, is Richard Nixon involved in any way? Don't wink at me, Allison. <laughs> You're getting my hopes up. I would love just every other episode to be about a weird presidential thing. Like, they go back in time. That would be so cool. Like, Grover Cleveland's tumor in his jaw was actually an alien implant. They have to do a JFK episode, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, they have to do a JFK They episode. have to do a JFK Guys, episode. Guys, did they, did they do a JFK episode? <laughs> Please. Can you tell us? Please just can just write yes in the comments. Guys, did they do an Abraham Lincoln episode? <laughs> they go back in time. The magic bullet killed both JFK and Lincoln. I knew it! <laughs> and also, who uh, Henry... No, William Henry Harrison wasn't killed by a bullet. He was... I think he had a cold... Oh yeah, that'll get you back then. <laughs> That's all you need. Okay, so I'm going to say it's not about Richard Nixon, but I am going to say that, or Watergate, I am going to say that Deep Throat, the concept of Deep Throat is that someone is revealing secret governmental information. So I'm going to say that this is an episode where we go into the kind of government uh, issues and you and Mulder and Scully find someone, maybe the smoking guy. Oh no, he seems too evil. Um, that Mulder and Scully find, like, a, an accomplice or someone who, um, is telling them, like, stuff or helps them out. That's my official- don't shrug. <laughs> so, yeah, Corny, you're doing great. Yeah, Corny, you nailed it. I don't remember what happened. You don't <laughs> Okay, that's my, that's my official guess. Okay. And, um, listeners, you can laugh at me. Like, oh, she's, she's wrong. It is about Watergate. And if it is about Watergate, I'm going to be so excited I'm just gonna lose it but I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of tone it down I'm gonna say it's about it's about I, you're I, saying a deep throat type character will emerge in this episode yes that is my official prediction okay okay we'll see if it comes true okay we'll see if it comes through next episode yeah so um, from here on out you're gonna find double X files podcast episodes come out every Tuesday yeah every Tuesday starting July 14th so today is July 14th when you are hearing it, it is July 14th. Yes, that is right now. <laughs> that is the day that it is. And then next week, it will be season one, episode two, called Deep Throat, which may or may not have anything to do with Richard Nixon. We will find out. 
Um, please watch along with us. Yes. Please uh, check out our Facebook page, um, Double X Files Podcast. Please leave messages with us on our Facebook page um, at our email. And our email is doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. So please email us like your weird thoughts um, and how wrong we are about the episode. Yeah, and like why we're crazy and how oh. hot Mulder is yeah. and how like their true oh. love is just going to last forever. Or fan fiction if you want to send us. Oh yeah, send us your Smalian fan fiction. <laughs> yes, Smalian. We need to read that. Your smoking man slash alien fan fiction. Um, yeah, and tweet at us and, and tumble at us and so talk to us. We're our, very needy. Our t- we're so needy, guys. Uh, our our Twitter is at double X files mm-hmm. podcast or just double X. It's just double X. Files. Okay. At double X files is our Twitter. And our Tumblr is fuck yeah double X files podcast. No, it's just fuck yeah double X files. Okay. Oh, this is very good. Yeah. No, it's great. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. If you go on our Facebook page, you'll find all the linkies. Please, um, email us. Please, you know, link us stuff you want to talk about, and we will talk about it. Yeah. And if you uh, enjoyed this podcast and you're not familiar with the other podcasts on Thunderquack, go check them out. They're really good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, uh, I like the Pullbox podcast about comic books. That's yeah. my favorite one. It's a good one. Yeah. And the, that Quiver one. They and sure that, know a thing or two about that guy. They sure know a thing or two about that Quiver guy. That Quiver guy. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And thank you for listening to the first episode of The Double X Files. Remember... The truth is out there.